Well, hey hey, and welcome to the uh, Christmas and New Year episode of SFP Now and Genre Attainment. This is a joint production, folks, so we're going to have different theme songs at the beginning and the end, I reckon. Um, with me is Matt and um, a very sick Julie, who's um, sort of like <laughs> hurling in the background there. Uh, while while, while, uh, while drinking Jaeger master, Masters. And, well, it's uh, not a stomach bug, so the Jaeger's to help the throat. <laughs> anyway, this is our Christmas show, so happy Christmas, everyone! Merry yes, Christmas. Merry Christmas! Happy Christmas! Yeah. I want to say happy, happy Christmas! Year. Happy Christmas and a Merry New Year! <laughs> oh, ho, 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 ho! Merry New Year! <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's definitely trading places. I watched that the other day, actually. The ultimate sci-fi film is Trading Places. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> film about time travel, isn't it? You know, because it all, all looks like it's set in the 80s, and um, you know, you you have one of those rare moments where you um, where you have um, oh god, what's the name now? What was the name? Where you have Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Topmas, which was a very sci-fi moment. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say that that doesn't really do much for me, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> well, I, I I just remember seeing that initially when I when I was about fourteen. It just totally freaked me out. You know, <laughs> I, I I was hiding behind the sofa. Were, for were there three breasts? I mean, <laughs> you mixing some Total Recall. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, um, it's just that you know, I'd never I'd, I'd never seen her do you know go go that far with anything. You know, I'd seen her in the horror films and stuff like that, but she'd never gone topless or anything. And I thought, Jesus. Yeah. That's how she stayed alive in all those. <laughs> you no, know, so, but yeah, and that, that, that was a good film. But this is our uh, this is our Christmas and New Year episode, and what we're going to do um, this year. In the past years, we've very much done stuff that's sort of like uh, very much based on on nostalgia. I was remembering sort of like Christmas specials and stuff like that. We're not going to do any of that stuff this year. Yeah, you know, we, we're going to have a change because I'm feeling. Um, I'm feeling that we're in need of a change, and I'm still pissed off because of my cat scratching me on the little finger. <laughs> Amateur. We got three cats. I, I pretty much have scratches all the time. <laughs> I, I've got three cats. He's one, he's one big, massive cat called Sasha. <laughs> Sasha's adorable. He's annoying the crap out of me right now. That's probably because you're in Sasha's chair. No, he was in my chair. No, I'm sorry. I don't understand the concept. Everything in the house belongs to the cat. And he, he was on my bed last night and sleeping in my little laundry cupboard <laughs> over there. Uh, can't help you there. Or sleep with us every night. Speaking of which, come here, sweetie. Come here. One of our cats is making an entrance. <laughs> come here, sweetie. Get in mommy's lap. Here we go. Mine doesn't make an entrance. He just breaks down the door. <laughs> um, I think he I think he was probably a cock in another knife. <laughs> He's probably a what in the other knife? I think think he was a police officer in another knife. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> those peas weren't really coming through <laughs> on Skype there. <laughs> I thought you said something else. I don't know. I thought you said something very different, sorry. Yeah, you you did you, you thought I used the c word there, didn't you? <laughs> I thought you used one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think I think the best way best way place to start is um you know 
as soon as we talk about TV and um, and films and that on this show, as well as um, video games and comics, we'll, we'll start with TV. Um, and we'll start with, you know, with what, what we think has been, the, you know, the best uh, new TV series uh, this year. And for me, the best new TV series this year, I don't know, I'm torn because I'm kind of liking... Um, this new show with Cal Urban, which is a pre-show called uh, Almost Human. But I think what, what's just edging it for me in, in, in terms of the new stuff that's come out this year is uh, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, think... that was my pick. <laughs> that's our pick. You, yeah. can't, you can't take it. You get Almost Human. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, just the, uh, it's just the best thing to come on and the best new show come, to come out this year. It uh, really is. Um, not to mention, I, I kind of fancy the uh, the lady copy in that show. So <laughs> I figured she would. She's adorable. She, she's really cute. She, she's got she's got a she's got a very sort of like cute look about her. Uh huh. And I I you can enjoy her. I don't mind a kebab crane. Mm, you know, <laughs> he's got a very gentlemanly quality about him, and he and I have the same level computer skills. Oh yeah, that's that one computer scene was pretty much. That really... scene with him trying to do, I I was trying really hard to just like sink into the couch and not be noticed, and Mark kept looking over at me and laughing, and then whenever Ichabod goes, I've I've done, I've done something catastrophic. Mark goes, Oh my god, we have actually had this conversation. <laughs> so yeah. I I his level of understanding of technology, I I totally feel for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think for me, I just I just love the fact that you you know you, you know Ichabod Crane is out of time, yeah. And, you know, he's having to. I just I just love that sort of storyline in anything where 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 it's out of time. I, I just love the effect of the of the headless horseman as well. Whenever they do that, I think that's just oh, brilliant. Oh, okay. but, well, and I I love the fact that he's out of time. Really allows you to do social commentary on on. Things that we see every day. I love whenever she goes. He goes, "What's that?" She's like, "It's a Starbucks," and that one's a Starbucks as well. Yes, is there some sort of law? <laughs> <laughs> and and just all kinds of stuff and about McDonald's and and uh, you know, sort of. Yeah. I don't know all kinds of stuff. But the whole cast is phenomenal. Like I love um, Orlando is it Orlando Jones. Yeah, yeah Jones. Orlando Jones plays their boss, and yeah. I've always really liked him too. And um, they just have a really strong cast. And uh, the woman playing her sister, I really, I like her a lot, too. Yeah. I, I think John Cho, um, in the couple of the episodes, he's yeah. done it. You know? And he really he, rocks that. Up until up until that, I've only ever really seen him in the uh, Harold and Kumar films and, and Star Trek. You know, I've never really seen him in anything else. And. You know, in, 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 in Sleepy Hollow, you, you really see that that guy can actually act. Yeah, I mean, all, it, it, it really is, I think, one of the strongest casts mm-hmm. I've seen in a long time in an ensemble show like that. Yeah. Yeah, and well-written. And, you know, thankfully, Ichabod Crane is more interesting than he is in the traditional Sleepy Hollow it's story. Supernatural meets uh, National Treasure. Yeah, right? yeah. kind of like that. Treasure, yeah, and um, that that Nicolas Cage films. Yeah, yeah, but they're going on, you know, the hunts and because there's so much about clues and... about the you know the beginnings of the American, yeah, of America. 
So I, oh, I love the in, I love all the insights he has about the founding fathers of our country. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like uh, I was reading. There's actually a, an interview with uh, with, with Tom Myson um, in the current issue of uh, of SFX magazine, and uh, he talks about the. Uh, you know the accent that he used, and that, that that he uses, and he basically uses his own accent. But he says that if he was to put one on, it'd probably sound like a mixture of a Devon, of a Devon accent, and a, you know a song like, uh, and you know, kind of like a very sort of like pidgin English. Um, he, he said it'd probably be kind of a you know not not legible. Yeah. You know, so. Well, you can't if you get too historically accurate. It, it it's not really usable for modern audiences <laughs> one of my highlights of this year was actually being in a being in a conference call with john noble you know oh yeah that was a good one i i really enjoyed that i thought damn i'm speaking to john noble here you know this guy's awesome i really wanted him to have more of a role so. well he's supposed to come back right he's coming back i hope so he's coming back and um you know i think he said he did three in the first season, so he's probably going to be in one of the ones that's he's going to be airing in January because they're airing two episodes in January back to back as a series finale, season finale. Sorry, <laughs> don't, don't uh, scare the American <laughs> audiences, Ian, by calling it a season finale or no. a series finale. <clears throat> and he, he, he did say uh, that he's he's very likely to be back for the second season as well. Um, oh, good. We're going to see more of the uh, Sin Eater. Um, I could just watch John Noble in probably any role. I mean, he's just great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's he's really good at quirky characters, and you know, and just um, and and he's he's actually he's actually a really cool guy to you know if you get on a conference call, with him, he's a really cool guy to talk to. He actually remembers people. Oh wow! Someone called in, and he remembered her. And it was all like um, he, he saw like um, he was speaking to him as if he saw like speaking to an old friend. <laughs> no. Yeah, he seems like a really cool guy. He, he's, he's he's a really really nice guy, and so like that was a really great experience for me being in that conference call. I, you know, it'd be cool if I get if I could get a one to one interview with the guy. Yes, let's put fingers, a bug in their ear. <laughs> fingers crossed that happens. Okay, well that's our best new TV series of a. Uh, 2014, 2013, sorry, time traveling there. <laughs> How about our favorite returning series of 2014? Oh, I can't pick. There's too many. Uh, well, probably for me, Arrow. It's, for me, it's a tie between Supernatural and Arrow. Yeah, because Supernatural has really, it. you know, it started to kind of lose itself there for, one season was pretty rough. And uh, it's it's come Leviathan's blah. Oh, to ruin Leviathans and Lovecraft like that is just unforgivable. But um, it's really found its its footing again. But Arrow is just really strong. I know that's probably Marx's favorite returning show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very well written, well acted. Yeah, although I love um I love what they've done with Haven this season, too. Mm-hmm. That's um. I've, I've, they've really ratcheted it up. Yeah, the finale was very good. Yeah, and the whole season was really spinning towards that. And I'm I'm more hooked on Haven gets better every season. Usually, yeah. 
I didn't. I thought it started a little slow. Oh, Haven! Uh, the pilot was so terrible. I refused to watch it again for a long time after the pilot. But now I love it, and I'm hooked on it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've kind of dipped in and out of it. Um, I really need to be able to sort of like just watch all, all of the seasons of Haven back to back in order. Yeah, to sort of really, to... don't start with the very beginning. Start like part of the way, part like halfway through the first season if you want to get hooked. Because it really. I have to admit, I like that show. I really do. But it had a terrible pilot. And really, the second episode wasn't all that strong. I think it, it started it, to get a little better the third. Well, it's pretty I, much about halfway through season one. Yeah, it's about halfway through is when it really gets good. Yeah, I've kind, I've kind of missed quite quite a bit of it. I mean, I've I, uh, seen uh, figments of season one when I moved um, in, to this place last year. Uh, because there's, you know, um, some... I, I had somebody else running the website for a little while while I was uh, while, while I was sort of moving in here, and um, you know the first week I didn't really touch the website, you know, while I was settling in here, and I was watching Haven on the um, on on TiVo, and uh, a few other things I'd never been able to watch, and uh, I, I kind of I kind of liked the series, you know, got gotten to to a point where I was liking the characters, but I found that I couldn't really follow it. Um, it wasn't really making any sort of logical sense to me because the, uh, my TiVo was recording episodes, but it wasn't recording them in the correct order. Oh, oh that would be a little odd. So it just um, so I, I kind of like the characters, but I just couldn't really get into the story. So I think at some point I just need to, you know, just box set the whole lot of them. Um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, for me, it's more character driven. You know, you care a lot about the the characters and and not just the main three i mean i've i really have an affinity for the brothers vince and dave they're hilarious they're like a own married couple and um and this season they had their me gloria i just loved her i mean the second the her first scene i said oh i hope they keep her <laughs> I just like her. They go through the medical examiners pretty quickly on that show. It's sort of like the uh, administrative assistants on Murphy Brown for a long time. <laughs> and or, they did they did keep this spinal, one around. Or Spinal Taps drummer. <laughs> yeah, so they kept her around, which is good. And I, I think that's really been what they've needed to do for the whole season, the whole series is to really um, expand the, the town a bit more, you know, our our relationship with the other townsfolk. Well, you do know that um, T. Sean Hardy, who um, he, he did the music for Sci-Fi for the SFP Now podcast as well as uh, your podcast. Yeah, with ours. Uh, um, he actually lives very, very close to the yeah. area. In fact, he, 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 you know, sort of like um, he, his wife, um, actually took some really cool photographs of some of the locations that are used uh, and he actually attended a wedding um, that several of the cast members were at yeah yeah we uh, we knew that I haven't seen the photos though but um but yeah I know he he lives nearby there yeah so but, you know the cool, cool thing is one of the cast members um, you know he wrote a song for this wedding um, and he performed this song at this wedding. One of the cast members of Haven. I think it was a guy that played. I think it was a guy that plays Lucas. Oh, okay. The, the, uh, the, no, Lucas Bryan is the the actor. The character is Nathan. Yeah, the guy that plays Nathan, Lucas Bryan, um, and uh, the 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 other actor. I forget his name off the top of my head now. Eric Balfour. Eric Balfour has been in all sorts. 
they were both there and they, they both sort of like uh, met Sean briefly and complimented him on the song. And Sean says that he wasn't until after the fact that he, he actually realised who they were. You know, <laughs> someone had to sing it. <laughs> he didn't know who they were. He, watched, he doesn't really watch that much television. Mm. So. Well, that, actually, we've met we've met both of them, and we met uh, Adam Copeland too, and uh, from the show. They're all really nice guys. They seem like they're real good friends. Yeah, they seem like they're real friendly. They're real down to earth. Just just real real nice guys. Mm. Well, um, moving on to uh, my favorite uh, returning show. Um, it's actually same as yours, Arrow. Mm-hmm. I just, um, I just quit ripping us off again. Gosh, <laughs> well, you know, this, you know, I could say Doctor Who, but Doctor Who would be too predictable. And to be honest, um, you know, I, I've been a little bit disappointed in Doctor Who this year. Uh, what about the fiftieth? I was saying we have we have written down Doctor Who fiftieth anniversary as uh, under best TV too. Yeah. I, I think I think the fiftieth anniversary was um, very good TV, and um, as in you know the best of best of the year. But it didn't really feel like an anniversary to me. It just felt like a really, really good episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even with all the appearances of Doctors? Yeah. Doctors? That was all CGI then in the end. Um, Proper anniversary episode would have been something like the the 20th anniversary episode that they did where you had five Doctors. Yeah, but you really can't do that anymore. That's the problem. You use CGI. They can they can use CGI or they could or they could sort of like uh, have some sort of a- a- accident with the TARDIS where it goes all animated, and they could get the actors in to do the voices. The excuse of the actors being too old to do it, you know, it's sort of like with the technology we've got, it's it's a name excuse. Yeah. Well, that's really expensive though. That do CGI. Well, they did have people. Tom Baker come make an appearance. I mean, Tom Baker did appear. Um, I mean, I can see for television, that's pretty expensive. That's That would be a costly frame-by-frame frame shot every time the character's in there. Because they did it in a way, you know, wide shots at the end with the dream sequence thing uh, with all the doctors. Yeah. They, could an animated, they could do an animated episode. Uh, I, I mean, they could, but I don't know if that would fly. That would be pretty different than anything else. Yeah, but, you know, so like... Um... Well, I was kind of generally disappointed with the uh, with the second half of the seventh season of Doctor Who, which had Ed you know, Honestly, for me, I still watch every Doctor Who. I mean, I still really do like it. But the last, must have been a couple seasons, has really seemed like everything's just going at such a breakneck speed through an episode. And it's just sort of, it's not, it's more shallow than it was. It's just more about, I've got to be faster. i got to have, like, more stuff. And, and you know, it, it just seems kind of... Try to get your girl through so fast that you don't think about the logic. You're thinking about <laughs> it, yeah. And, and I don't know. I mean, it just it's maybe it's just me, but I, I feel like the pacing has been, like, we're starting to run out of ideas. Let's just run things through really quick and make everything seem really exciting and have things that flash and let are running. And <laughs> well, the, the Daleks are starting to lose their, their touch now. The Daleks, so uh, the Daleks, for me, I pretty much lost their touch. Um, I don't think anything with a plunger for an arm was ever scary. <laughs> I, I mean, I think Russell T. Davis made the Daleks quite scary in that one episode, Dalek, where, where the guy says, what are you going to do, suck my face off? And what does he do? Yeah, he, that's true. 
they need to do they need to have more of that sort of thing you know as opposed to dynamic zapping everyone well the problem is anytime you have a, a creature return they get less and less scary each time they come like back like the borg like the borg and like really the the angels the blink the weeping, weeping angels, angels they scared the crap. I had nightmares for like two nights in a row the first time the Weeping Angel showed up. Was. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like by the last time they were, I was like, oh, oh yawn, yawn, the Weeping Angels. You know, you, you just can't have them in very often and without them losing their potency. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you there. I mean, trouble is with the Borg. What happened with the Borg is they introduced the Borg Queen, which kind of, like, humanized them. Well, and they started having negotiations and ambassadors. Are you freaking kidding me? No, they're like, <laughs> they were high-tech zombies, okay? They assimilate, assimilate, they go through, no one survives. It's scary. Like, you know, now it was, well, we'll negotiate. We'll send an ambassador so you can have a hot chick in a cat suit on your show. And then it just, like, really... It kind of started before that, though. It started with Next Generation when they when they had that uh, bog that was separated from the connective called Hugh. Yeah, and that yeah. still didn't, didn't completely undo it for me. And that was a, There was an interesting element there about... Wiping out Reclaiming. genocide and stuff on a race, too, because they were debating about putting a virus or whatever it was. In yeah, to, to so, I mean, them. that at least served some sort of a purpose. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's just the same, you know. You, you, but Voyager the, completely. Oh, God, trashed. Voyager just ruined a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Voyager um, is just something that's best not talked about. <laughs> uh, Enterprise, um, oh. well, the last season of Enterprise was really good. It's just I never made it that far. I don't think I got through the first season. Yeah, the first two it's shame it, would, it would have been really good if the if you care about those characters and I don't really they're bland. The, I cared about the beagle. Like I really liked his dog. It's the blandest in a Star Trek crew in the world. They really were. They were like the white bread of they're like wonder bread of Star Trek. I thought Doctor Flots was a really cool character. Right? I really enjoyed Doctor Flots, but you know, that, that's the one we was meant to enjoy. Um, I think the biggest mistake they made with Enterprise was, you know, other than you know, was casting Scott Bakula because yeah, yeah. I, I was never convinced, not for a single moment, that he was a captain of well, a starship. I was, I was fine with Scott Bakula playing it. I thought the writing was a bit—they got really like schizophrenic with their writing. Back in Voyager. I mean, the captain for Voyager, Janeway, she would be diehard one thing one episode, the next episode, because the writers wanted her to do it with no internal consistency whatsoever for each character from episode to episode. They'd have her die hard in the opposite direction, you know, just because that's what they were lazy. <laughs> well, they did the same thing too with Archer after a while. You, you yeah, that's this... what I mean. They did they did it with Janeway, and then they did it with Archer. So I don't think it was the casting. I think both the actress and the actor in those roles would have done a good job had they gotten a halfway decent script from time to time. And that dynamic of, like, Janeway wants one thing, Seven to Nine thinks the other way, that carried over into Enterprise with, with that captain and the other woman in the catsuit. Yeah. <laughs> to pull... To Paul, yeah. Well, and 
I mean, the poor guy, I can't think of his name now, that played Chakotay from Voyager. I had no idea the guy could even act until the last episode. I was like, well, crap, this guy's really good. Why didn't they let him do anything other than silently follow her around like a big lug the whole time? Yeah, and so like, um, I, I, I didn't like him. I, I also didn't like the whole Bingana-Tom Parrish relationship. But come on. Oh, which one? Which one? The, the Tom Paris and Banana getting married and then her having his baby and all, all that shit. Oh, see, I, I checked out before Banana. then. Banana. So this isn't, this isn't Star Trek, it's a soap. Who was Banana? I... There's nothing wrong with trying to have relationships. They just didn't do it very well. Unfortunately, no, the not clean a lot. No, the clean on woman. Oh, not a lot of um, sci-fi does relationships well. <laughs> they could. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought Next Generation was better when 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 Troy was um forming forming for every uh, Amy and Tom, Dick, and Harry. <laughs> well, oh. Next Generation was just better. Period. You know, oh, yeah. Romance of the week. <laughs> As and it should be. <laughs> you 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 can you know I even like that episode Sub Rosa, uh, which is in the final season, uh, where 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 Doctor Crusher. Um, sort of like falls in love with a ghost mm, yeah. on the planet, and thought that that was pretty cool. But there was a the real, real big mistake in that. For you know when um, when 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 um, Picard's talking to one of the uh, one, one of the villagers, they were, um, he goes, "You're Scotch, aren't you?" And you know the thing is, you know Patrick Stewart should have corrected the writers on that because you don't refer to someone from Scotland as Scotch. Scotch no. is a thing. Yeah, they're Scott. Yeah, that that's you know they're Scottish. Mm-hmm. You know you, you don't don't refer to them as Scotch. I mean that's I just thought you know that that really bugged me that Patrick Stewart never took the time to correct the right. Future slain. I I don't even remember that line, <laughs> but yeah, even to us that doesn't sound right. <laughs> well, you know we we kind of uh, been sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Arrow's um, Arrow's my pick. Um, they they dot who's um, you know. Follows closely behind, but I, I really enjoyed Arrow. Uh, I was a bit reticent, um, you know, during the, you know before the series started in its first season. I thought this is going to be another Smallville. Yeah, that's what we were afraid of too. And it's it's turned out to be the best, you know, the the best thing that CW's actually produced. Uh, I think it's. The, I think Marks and I think it's the strongest superhero TV live show action superhero TV show ever. Mm, yep, I, I'd, I'd actually agree with you there. Um, you know, you know, so like um, because we don't really had that many live action superhero shows other than Batman, and we had that uh, Flash in the nineteen ninety nineties, which was okay. It was fun, but you know, it just it wasn't that strong. Oh no, no sorry. I think the, the live action Tick, I think, still has my number one spot. <laughs> and there are other ones like the Cape. Oh, the Cape was good, but yeah, Arrow was better. But the cape wasn't actually based on a comic book character. No. Well, you know, the, the it was that vein. And uh, Nightmare. Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Hulk. Arrow's still better. Although I do still love the live action Tick. <laughs> that one just cracks me up even when I think of it. <laughs> okay, well, we've done best. Uh, we've done our best new TV series and best return. Oh wait, Under the Dome is also a good one. I've not seen. I've seen the first few episodes of it, but I kind of lost lost touch with it. Because I wouldn't would consider it the best, but it was an okay. It's in the top. Sure. It's up there. 
It was good. It's worth mentioning. That's what I should have said. I just feel like the problem they have and they're going to struggle with in season two is... How do you keep this going? Yeah, how to keep it going without feeling like you're just stretching it out. Uh, I think also worth mentioning is Game of Thrones. I mean, what a what a freaking season finale that had. Well, it wasn't even the season finale. It was kind of like the penultimate episode leading into the season finale. Everybody dies. <laughs> oh, Spoilers. Have you not seen it? No, I, I have, yeah. Julie has. Julie doesn't like it. I hate that show. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> She doesn't like the show. I like the show. I absolutely hate that show. But she hates the show. So, no. I, I know everybody dies. Does, yeah. Doesn't everybody die? All, people always die. So. I don't know. That's, uh, not enough. If they killed everybody, then they could just end the show. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Walking, De- Walking Dead hasn't been too bad. The Return of the Governor and everything. That was pretty interesting how they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, Forming Skies, I lost touch with midway through the second season. So. It's been so long since it's been on, I forgot all about that, but I really loved Falling Skies. Yeah, we enjoy that show. I just think it's a, it's a good show. I, I love a good alien invasion, and, fighting and against I, the forces of an invading alien. I just like that, you know? I, and I want to like, well, I like it, but I want to really like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it just hasn't <sighs> quite gotten there yet. Yeah. It it's, just it, hasn't found its footing. No, and I want to like it. I, I love everything Joss Whedon does. I, I like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Marvel Universe in general. They should just bring back Firefly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, I, I want to like it. I just, like the characters, I don't, I don't really care that much about them. And everything's just sort of... <sighs> I don't know. It seems so kind of shallow and formulaic. And and to me, it's like they got Joss Whedon because they could get Joss Whedon, right? But then it's like they got Joss Whedon but just clamped a collar and a muzzle on him and said, we want you to do this. And instead of letting him do his Joss Whedon thing is mm-hmm. the feeling I get. You know, it, it's kind of like, we got him. Yay. Now let's neuter him. <laughs> And then this is what happens. I just I, I don't feel like they're allowing Joss Whedon to come out and play. Yeah, they, 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 they need to do something pretty drastic with that series. I mean, I've been watching it. Um, I kind of like it, but it's not knocking me out. It's not, not blowing me away at all. No. The only reason it's... I've kept watching it is because Mark's wants to, and I just watch it with him. If it was up to me, I'd go, eh. Well, they should take Arrow as an example, and they should also take Alias. Alias would be a good show to yeah. look at. For the kind of pacing and twists and turns they need, because it's a super spy show, really. I mean, I mean, really, at the heart of it, it's Shield. So yeah. they need to be doing that kind of stuff. And Alias is it needs one to be of the like best super spy shows. Alias meets Buffy. That's yeah, it should, it should except be. instead of vampires, it's supervillains. Yeah, I mean, so like they've had a few, they've had a few pretty good episodes. I mean, I quite like the episode where they, they. You know where, where they went after the. He wasn't Thor's hammer. It was some some other rugged from as from from um, yeah. a berserker. From yeah, berserker staff, staff or stick or something. Well, that, I thought that was a pretty pretty damn good episode, and it's probably the best one they've done. Yeah, that was good. And the scene where um, I can't remember if it's Fitz or Simmons. I can't remember which one's which. But whenever she um, was Simmons. infected. And they thought she was gonna die. Yeah, that was good. So that was. I a, like Fitz and Simmons. I like Fitz Simmons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fitz, Fitz, and Fitzsimmons is, is is a cool character. 
Uh, I, I, you put I, them I, together and it's a cool character. <laughs> uh, well, they, they are like one character, really. You know, they're, they're like two halves of, of, of one character. Yeah. And, and really, like, the main guy, was it Ward? I don't care about him. I don't care about May. She annoys the crap out of me. She's just like the most boring She's expression. jealous of me, nah. No, she's just a drone. She has she has no range. There's no expression. She just walks on, has the same look on her face no matter what, says things in a monotone voice, and then swear walks off. If that if if Mingna ever smiles in 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 a Agents of Shield, her face is just gonna shatter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just the most flat, boring character. Like and then that's the character. The, the actress the can act quite I, well. I'll take your word for it. And then <laughs> the lead, I get I get it. she's very pretty. I understand it's probably jealous. why. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's why most women get cast. Just like most guys, you think they would have cast the guy who played Ward if he didn't have a six pack? Come on, it's it's fair. It's both sides. But um, but both but the problem is you have the lead guy who's kind of boring, and then you have her who's kind of boring. And they're a big part of it. And so it's kind of like, and then you have a good comedic duo in Fitzsimmons, but the only thing to balance them out is really flat and boring and not interesting at all. So it just isn't a good balance. It's, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of boring. Um, whereas, you know, in, you know, to cite an example, in Star Trek Next Generation, you had Worf, he was very slight and very by the book sort of thing. And very much the um, very much the comedic figure, as and he was sort of like the straight man. Whereas, yeah. you know, unfortunately, in in Arrow, those two characters are so boring that they don't even they don't even make good straight. Oh, you mean in Shield? Yeah. You no, know, straight, straight. You know, don't even make good straight um, straight characters to. No. To, well, you know. Yeah. So. It, it's just you know, Worf had some depth to him. You know, and and these two are just they're just boring. Like I I watch it and I go, you know, if like if this mission went sideways and they both like blew up, I would not care. <laughs> I always see Melinda May versus versus Black Widow. <laughs> I, I think I think they should just uh, jettison Melinda May and just bring in Black Widow. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't, I don't think we can afford Scarlett Johansson. Mm. They they could uh, they they could just um, they could just uh, like rip off the, her scenes from from the two films and uh, mess around with the dialogue and take dialogue spice it together from all, all of uh, Johansson's other films and do it that way. <laughs> it would still be an improvement. <laughs> it would. Um, but move, moving on to uh, we've we've had best uh, series of two at twenty thirteen. Um, Let's move on to best, you know, um, most anticipated series of uh, 2014, as in, you know, what's coming up. Now, one thing I do want to mention, I just want to sort of like sidetrack back back on this, and, and this is one of my old favorites from 2013 was Defiance. Yes, yeah. I really like Defiance. It it has um it again it it started out not quite as strong, but you really care about the characters. Um, it's a really good story. I know that our one gripe is that they shoot the way they shoot it. They need better cinematography. They editing. need better cinematography because it it looks too light. Like it should have it should be moodier, you know, and the way it looks because it's, it, the world's come to an end, and these are the survivors, and they're barely scrapping by, and it really should be um, a little moodier, a little. Yeah, I think if you just read the less scripts, cartoony. 
I think if you just like read the scripts only, or like just listen to it or whatever, I think you would realize, wow, this show's really dark. And yeah. It's like, <laughs> it looks a little too cartoonish. There's lots of backstabbing and murder and everything going on here, and and it doesn't play that way visually as well. No, I had to I had to get past how it looks visually before I could really get into it. Hopefully, they'll change that a little bit. I think, I think it just they needs some tweaks. A, they hinted a little bit they might. Yeah. But yeah, it is a very good show. I wanted to give that honorable mention because um, I neglected to mention it at the start of the show, and it's a show that I really enjoyed. I love the soundtrack to that show. I love what Bear McCreary's done on that show. I've got the soundtrack um, actually loaded on my Kindle. And that's um, an extremely yeah. ambitious show, too. The most oh, ambitious yeah. sci-fi has been for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, think it's, I think it's, you know... It's a, I love I love the character Detacta. Yeah, and, you know the the whole cast is actually very good. I mean, that's another one that they cast very well for an ensemble show. Mm-hmm. And um, but they also wrote it well enough that the actors have something to work with. Yeah, and I've got to confess, I've not played the video game, so no, I haven't either. That was something like uh, meant to be. That was like one of the big selling points of the show was the tie-in video game. But you know, when it came out, I thought, well, you know. I don't really want to get a video game that I have to subscribe to, you know, because I, you know, I hate those things, and um, you know, I, I, and no, I don't actually hate those things. I've never even gotten into them, but the the fact of the matter is, I just wouldn't have the time to get 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 immersed in in, in that sort of thing. I just don't care for video games, so uh, so I don't I don't really have anything to do with any of them. So, so what I do you came think in... of a Game of Thrones video game? <laughs> Oh, man, like two things I hate and stick them together. Um, So I came into it cold because I I don't game or anything. I don't do video games. So so, so do people that game because I think they released the video game a couple of weeks before the series. But, you know, basically the game, the plot of the game ties in with the series and and, and, uh, vice versa. And for the first couple of weeks of the video game, they had had the two main characters, um, you know, the, the sheriff. I can't remember the characters' names, but the sheriff and his daughter, daughter, you know, taking part within that gaming universe, mm. um, in order to tie it into the uh, TV series. Um, so, you know, it was pretty ambitious what they did by by by, by sort of like uh, making it uh, a cross media thing. But I'm, I'm I'm just curious to see um, if it continues on um, in in the in the second series because you know. Um, you've got the next generation consoles that have just come out over the last couple of weeks in, in the Xbox One and the, the PS4, and I don't see Defiance uh, being released on Bolgia. Well, I, I think that the show is strong enough to really stand on its own aside from the from the video game. So uh, I, I, I yeah. agree. With you. In you know, I think the show's probably better than the video game anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, for my money, to say you know, as I say, I don't really get get into those sort of games. My sort of game is, uh, you know, lots of shooting and lots of killing on, on Call of Duty and uh, racing games and stuff I see, like that. You probably liked it. I played the beta test or whatever of Defiance, and it's it's more like a, like a Call of Duty type game. Yeah, well, Call of Duty, you can, you, can get through a, you can get through a Call of Duty game in about four to six hours. Um, you play four to six hours straight? Um, I've never actually played that long on a video game. I think think the longest I've ever played on a console game is probably about two hours. 
Oh my gosh, uh, I think I would have the attention span for about 20, 30 minutes. But for the most part, <laughs> one of those things. You haven't played a good That's game. Fun. It would just frustrate the crap out of me. <laughs> well, it doesn't frustrate the crap out of you if you're actually good. <laughs> oh, yeah, see? No, I suck. I, I, am, I am horrible. Huh? I mean, I'm not. I'm not brilliant at them, but I, I, I kind of I can pick up the controls very, very quickly and learn them. So yeah, I think no, I can't. To I suck. Where I can hold my own. Um, but you know, sort of like, uh, I, I, you know, if I get a new game and I'm really into it, I can be, I can be on it for about two hours. Then I'll get tired and I've had enough and I want to do something else. But for the most part, when I'm on a console, it's usually sort of like twenty or thirty minute bursts. Um, once or twice a week, if I can fit it in, mm-hmm. and I usually I usually play something that I know isn't going to get me too immersed, but I can put down. See, I think the key was I didn't get into them when I was younger. When I have like, you know, way more free time, and you just really get immersed into this stuff, and and so trying to jump into it as an adult with no background in it is sort of frustrating. Well. There's, there's quite a few new series coming out, and I've got a feeling that Marx is going to bring up Helix. We both were. Yeah. Yeah, we toured the set of Helix. And oh, my gosh. It stuff. is an amazing set and a really great cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most realistic set I've seen. Visually looks just like you're, you're there because yeah. it surrounds you. So. It was almost creepy. Yeah, it's kind of a zombie show, isn't it? A virus where, you know, where, they, where they go a bit zombie-ish, right? And the whole, whole season, I think, is going to take place in the span of about two weeks. Uh, each episode's a day okay. in the story. So there's going to be, what, 14 episodes? Yeah, so, yeah, two weeks. Yep, so that's a cool, cool angle. And, I mean, we were, we toured the set, and we can't show pictures or anything yet. And, and we show pictures of some of them, but not Some of them, but not, not all of them. But, I mean, it really was to the point that, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you would ordinarily think would be green screened in and this, I mean, we're walking around and there are holograms and there's climate changes and there's, I mean, it, it was as if you really just walked onto the show and it seemed that real in person. Yeah. It must be great for the actors. Oh, oh it's moon. just incredible. It must be amazing to work on that. Cause I mean, we were just touring it and we're just blown away. Well, I've seen a trailer for it and it, and it looks, uh, looks kind of interesting. Um, I'm probably going to give it a couple of episodes, but you know, um, I've got a history of, uh, not being particularly too fond of Ron Moore shows. If, if, if I'm perfectly honest. Uh, oh, yeah. Battlestar, oh, yeah. Battlestar Galactica being a case in point. Uh, I love that show. Well, I've got to admit, the uh, pilot he did for that police procedural involving magic and everything was really, really cool. It's a shame yeah. that took because I, I, really, I quite enjoyed that one. Yeah, I thought that was great. I'm, I wish it had happened. I'm just really surprised <clears> I didn't get picked up. Urban fantasy so it just hasn't quite caught on yet in television. I guess not, but I always really like it. Remember Dresden Files didn't do so well. I guess well, they didn't I didn't get as into Dresden Files. Yeah, it wasn't done as well as this I pilot thought, was nowhere near as strong. I thought Dresden Files was really cool, but you know, uh, it, it it wasn't. You know, I, I've since seen the Dresden Files. I've read all the Dresden books, and you know, it's sort of like it was a little bit. You know, it was very, it was very much toned down from what it was in the books. Well, I came onto it cold, not reading the books, so I didn't know anything about it. 
And I mean, this is kind of a genre I'm really into is the urban fantasy. And I was watching it going, what the hell's going on? Like, who are these guys? I, I mean, they didn't establish, like, I'm like, does the average population, are they aware of these supernatural elements? Or are they keeping it secret? I mean, they didn't even establish that for the longest time. So you're just kind of, they didn't establish any of the rules, internal rules for that world at the beginning. So you just, I don't know, I just started to get into it. Have you uh, have you read any of your books since? No. No, because I didn't really care for the show. Well, you know, if you 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 read the you read books, you you you'll probably be blown away because they're, they're way better than the show. Okay. And uh, another thing is, you you know, one thing they got wrong with Dresden Files was the casting of Harry Dresden. I mean, the guy was good. I like that actor. Yeah, the actor's good, but he he was miscast as Harry Dresden. He wasn't you know wasn't really the right type of actor for the role. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, so I like, oh, I don't know. I like that actor quite a bit in the role. And like, and he's in, isn't he in? Um, he's in Arrow. Arrow. He's in Arrow. He was in Twenty Four. He's a damn good actor. But mm-hmm. I just think he, he was, was mis- in The River. Oh yeah, I liked that show. Yeah, I, I think he was miscast as Harry Dresden. Oh. No, 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 no bad reflection on the actor. I just don't. I don't think they 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 casted it right. Yeah. Um, you went semi with the shirtless, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're thinking of me now, honey. <laughs> Yeah, moving on. <laughs> that says everything right there. No. <laughs> no. And, you know, and, you know, so like, uh, if you're in the same room with me right now, I'd throw this cat at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there's, a, there's, a show, um, there's a show coming on that, uh, next year, which is really interesting. I'm not sure which network it's going to be. I think it's one of the cable ones. Um, show called Penny Dreadful. Um, you know, Skyfall Helm Sam Mendes is is a, is is doing doing directing. He's producing the show, and it's it's a show that's going to be bringing back classic monsters. And I believe I, I think Biggie Piper has a role in it as well from Doctor Who. I'm not sure. I'll have to look it up. I don't know anything about that one. Well, it's it's one it's one of those. It's one of those. It's been kind of under the radar news-wise. Um, Is this American, it's, British, Canadian? It's an American, it's an American production. It's okay. been done by a cable company. Okay. Um, but it's not. It's it's kind of not been getting as much press as say you know, it says uh, many of the other other shows. A little bit like Da Vinci's Demons, which you know it got a fair bit of press, but it didn't didn't get as much as say Defiance was getting or you know. Or as this year, Hegix is getting, uh-huh. and stuff like that. But it's a, it's an interesting show. They're bringing back Frankenstein hmm. and, and the Wolfman and stuff like that. And there's another show that's starting in New Year on Sci-Fi called Bitten, which is a, a Canadian show, which uh, stars a uh, is it Maura Vandenberg? Oh yeah, Supergirl. She was in Smallville, and uh, she was in the um, the the blonde the blonde woman. Well, she yeah. plays she plays a female werewolf. In this uh, this new show called Bitten, which comes out in um, it comes out in January actually on Sci-Fi. Huh. And that that kind of what's interesting. But the one that's got me intrigued is Penny Dreadful. You know, the the idea of classic you know monsters, um, you know, of a story surrounding classic monsters is just is just something that's kind of cool to me. Yeah, I was gonna say you know we didn't mention during uh, returning TV shows, but 
kind of brings in that whole creature feature of the week. Um, this TV show Grimm. I, we do like that show. Yeah, um, I, I, I enjoy Grimm. I've not, I've deliberately not watched any of the new series. I'm waiting for it to come back on, on UK television. Oh, yeah. But I, I like the, the monster. That was a show that started yeah. slow, too, and it really yeah, got a lot it better. Yeah, it was kind of, it wasn't, I wasn't as into Which gives me thing. hope for S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, S.H.I.E.L.D. starting slow, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Grimm had started picking up by this point. Um, that S.H.I.E.L.D.'s at now. Yeah. So, um, I, I just I, would... I just get the feeling like they just they just put too many restrictions on Joss because of the franchise and it just and his brother his brother and his brother's wife I believe I think they're, I think they're married. Oh. They all Keep work together. The yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? Keep it in the family. <laughs> Talk about keeping it in the family. <laughs> okay, uh, films our best films. The Dean. For me, I was kind of disappointed in Man of Steel. I won't go into it, but it's all like uh, it just wasn't Superman to me. It was too dark, so and and stuff like that. And Iron Man three, I was kind of like, Neh, it was all right. But the film that really, really uh, surprised me this year, and you know, is it's got to be for me the best film of 2013 is Pacific Rim. Yeah, I really liked Pacific Rim. I wouldn't you know, say the best for me, but um, but I did I did really five, like maybe. it. Yeah, yeah, I did really like that. Yeah, it was better than Lone Ranger. <laughs> we didn't see Lone Ranger. But I I really like Pacific Rim. I was gonna say I would put Warm Bodies above Pacific Rim. I I didn't go see that, so. Oh, it's really good. It was a it was a cute show. It was funny. Cute. It was good. <laughs> cute isn't zombie. It had cute. zombies. I mean, come on. No, it was a good show. It was very funny. It was like a zombie. But it was very emotional too. Apocalypse version of Romeo and Juliet in a way. Yeah, it was. Cool. Yeah, they were pretty. Yeah, there was. It was a good uh, overall movie. Yeah, I hate romance. <laughs> well, there's enough killing and dying and and grotesque it's a, and violence. It's a zom rom com. Zom rom com. Yep. You mean a zom com? No, no. Zom rom com. Rom com. Because you got to put the romance comedy. in there. So. so zombie romantic comedy is a zom rom com. Yeah. You mean a zomantic comedy? A zomantic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, we really liked Pacific Rim. We really liked uh, Warm Bodies. Uh-huh. Um, and then we also really liked... Thor 2 was pretty yeah. good. It was fun. It was better I, than the first, I think. I, I think could, so too. I, I wanted to go see Thor 2, but I just couldn't make time to go see it. And it's, you know, Because I really enjoyed the first Thor movie. Um, my only you know, complaint about Thor 2 was not enough Loki. He was in it, um, or else I wouldn't have liked it at all. But I think they, I would really like to have seen more Loki. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Tom Hiddleston, who plays Loki, he's just awesome. He's just brilliant. <laughs> he really is brilliant. And that is a fantastic. And you know, the thing is, like, you watch the show, you watch the first movie, and you watch the second one, and Loki's. Like, I think has a legitimate complaint. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm sitting there going, you know, I actually kind of agree with Loki. I mean, he, he then goes and does some bad things. But, you know, he really was the better son between the two. He, he really, he was the oldest, but because of lineage and blood ties and everything, he didn't get what should have been his by their laws. And, and, you know, Thor, when the movie, first movie started, was kind of a dick. 
and mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like you know Loki has a really good point. He really got the short end of the stick, and he didn't deserve it. And I think that's what turned him into the villain. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Thor was kind of a dick. He you know? was, but that's what was so good about the first one was this kind of a redemption story for him. He realized he was being a dick and had to change. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just love those scenes uh, with Thor and... Uh, and, and it, is it Jane... Is, is Carrots that... Is it Jane Potter... No, the, um, Jane. What's, what's Foster, the name of the right? Foster, Jane Foster. Jane Foster. Um, well, I, I like the scene between Thor and uh, and it, it, the the scientist. I'm not sure if that's her father, if it's, it, or if he, if if he's just sort of like a scientist who's kind of like a father figure to her. But I like the scene where Thor and Thor and him go into the bar and uh, Thor winds up, you know, carrying the guy to to the caravan. Oh trade. yeah. Absolutely. There's some really good scenes of that guy in, in Thor too. Yeah, he he wasn't in it as much, but he was really good. And you know, the, really I think the weakest link in the whole Thor movies is Jane Foster. I think she's boring. Yeah, so like it's um I, I, I don't like that actress to be honest, Natalie Portman. She she does you know, I I don't think she's that good. Yeah, I don't know how I mean I I never really disliked her, but I just think that the character is just, unfortunately, fairly typical. We have a superhero movie. We need him to fall in love with a beautiful woman. So we'll just have her Should be have been, there. If it was Jennifer Lawrence, it would have been totally different. Uh, well, oh, yeah. We'll just have her be there. And the whole reason is to be an object of his desire and then for him to win and this and that. But we're not really going to build her up as an actual character on her own. You know, I, there's a little bit of too much of that. And they have that love triangle thing they, they don't play with at all. Yeah. Do more of that. Well, yeah, between, that... between Thor, that father figure, and um, and and is it Jane? No. <laughs> no. No, on the uh, the alien side. Sith, I believe. Sith, and then oh, and and Thor. Jane Foster. And Jane Foster would have been because honestly, I think that the warrior chick is way more interesting. I think he'd be better off with her. Yeah, I, I think the warrior chick, chick's way more interesting myself. I mean, she, she's just my type, so. Because, <laughs> I mean, she's cool, and she, like, does stuff. Yeah, and, 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 and she could she could probably kick my ass, so that's... Oh, she could <laughs> definitely kick your ass. <laughs> Ouch. Hey, she's a super-powered alien. Oh, yeah, yeah. near God. I saw you with the actress kid. Kick my ass! I mean, come on, you, you've never, you've never met me. You never see me in a fair fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you were up against like some super powered alien who's trained as a warrior, sorry, pretty sure you get your ass kicked. Unless you're like Captain America in disguise or something. I, I get in really close and kick him in the nads. <laughs> you know that. But again, I've always fought dirty. <laughs> Um, any other films from 2014 that you that you guys really liked? Uh, let's see, more from 2014. Um, well, mm-hmm. I mean, we had uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was all right. I liked it. It was good. I, it wasn't. It didn't blow me. It wasn't as good as the first one. It didn't blow it didn't me away at all. I mean, I you know just I I just think that they did themselves a huge disservice by bringing Khan back. Well, I think it was fine, but. He wasn't even really the main, the only storyline, and I don't know. 
It could have been done a little better. It, it, it felt to me like they just tried to put too much in one movie. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Um, I still liked it. It was still good. But yeah, it could have been... And it was still more entertaining than a lot of the other Star Trek movies just because they tend to be a little slow. Yeah. You know, I've movie. always I've always liked the the Star uh, I've always liked the Star Trek tele well, I liked the first few Star Trek television shows. Um and there's I can just name off just a, a few of the movies that I even liked. The other ones I either really didn't like or they I've just forgotten them and they've run together because they were just so blah. Yeah, my, my favorite Star Trek movie is um, Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, which well, is yeah. still the best one because of the whole build-up attention. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the, you know, the song like, uh, you know, what's he going to do next? You know, they, they, they did that really well. Well, they, they did that really well with the original series as well because it's funny because my favorite original series episode is Balance of Terror, <laughs> which <laughs> is exactly the same situation. Um you know, anything where Captain Kirk or, you know, or is trying to second guess, you know, what, 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 what his opponent is up to. That, that sort of like whole mentality of, um, of, of a submarine sort of battle where they're, where, they're, where they're kind of like playing tactical chess with each other. Yeah. He's bringing me. Um, you know, Star Trek, The Voyage, the one with whales, um, everyone likes that one. I don't know why. It just seemed like a caper. It, <laughs> it, it, you know, I just didn't. I, I just didn't get why everyone loved that Star Trek Five. Um, I walked out after the first twenty minutes. <laughs> uh, I did. I actually walked out of the theater after the first twenty minutes. I was bored. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm too I, cheap to ever do that. I'm like, I, I know. He I makes spent me my money. I'm gonna watch it. He makes me sit through the most horrible, boring movies. After Wrath of Khan, I think the next favorite for me would be First Contact. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, those are my two top ones. Um, I mean, I've got them all. Unfortunately, none of the other next, next Generation movies ever met that same standard uh -uh, as First Contact. No, no First Contact was, was really good. You know, even though it kind of like decommod, it was the beginning of the decommoring of the bog, but it was actually a damn good film, you know? Yeah. Um, it was good. You know, the whole characters, the, uh, the Zephyrin Cochran, you know, even though Zephyrin Cochran in the original series was played by a different actor. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, had kind of like a, a, a different backstory, if you will, but um, it was still good, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just, um, for me, um, I just think Into Darkness tried to cram too much into, into the one movie. They tried to do too much. And I think for horror movies, for 2013, I think if you like your horror movies more bloody, then I think Evil Dead remake was really good. And if you like your horror movies more uh, just spooky, scary, not as much gore, then I think The Conjuring was a really good I watched one. that one. That one was good. Yeah. I I actually enjoyed the Evil Dead remake. I thought it was pretty good. You know, I quite, quite enjoyed it. Um... And I quite enjoyed some of the nods they had to the original Evil Dead. But mm -hmm. um, well, I need to watch it again because apparently um, I believe that Bruce Campbell uh, makes an appearance um, during the closing credits. And I never I never stayed for that. Mm. Yeah, he does. So I need to uh, I need to check that out. I see uh, I couldn't I didn't get through the first one, the original. I didn't care for it. And I sure don't want to see this this remake. <laughs> the remake's really good. You'll like the remake. No, I don't. But she doesn't like gore, so. 
I don't like anything real gory. Yeah, the first one was kind of like... uh... Well, there's a few caveats on that, though. I'm okay with some things gory. The first one was played straight, wasn't it? Um, It was only the second one where they started turning it into more of a horror comedy. Uh, I guess so. I don't know. I thought it was pretty goofy what I saw. The third one was very, of course, over the top. Army of Darkness. Oh, that's the one I tried watching. It was just stupid. I hated that one. I I couldn't get through it. (laughs) How do you feel, really? (laughs) I have no filter. I really am sick. (laughs) Army of Darkness is just so like the best film ever. You know, you should have won an Oscar that damn thing. (laughs) I know, right? You know, I don't think I've ever been drunk enough to think I think Army of Darkness needs to, like... Have a crossover with uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, let's combine <laughs> all Julie's favorite things. And you know, so I am Darkness. Um, this is my boomstick. <laughs> and it's just the way the way he treats all the women. You know, you know, if th- if that character was real in real life, he'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, he would get slapped. He'd get slapped so hard, so many times in a row. He just finally collapsed. But that's that's why it's just so that's why it's so appealing to us guys, I think, because it's you know you got this character that's getting away with all this shit. I guess <laughs> that's, that's really that. I think that's what's kind of funny because we we know it's very misogynistic, but you know it's kind of like um, oh, it's it's just funny. I just thought he seemed like he'd been dropped on his head too many times as a child. <laughs> oh dear me. Okay, well, moving on to uh, films that we're looking forward to in 2014. There's quite a few, actually. Uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's going to be a good one. Kind of looking forward to that. You know, so, like, um, it's, you know, it's going to be directed by Anthony Russo and Joe Russo this time out. I think the last time out, I can't remember the name of the director who did the last time out, but he he did The Rocketeer. Which is a uh, oh, I like that movie. The Beat of Rocketeer is one of the most underrated superhero movies ever. It yeah. really is good. I liked that a lot. Um, Starring Billy Campbell. Billy Campbell, who, who who's in Helix. Yeah. And is a really nice guy. And tall. Very tall. Oh my God, he's tall. He like towered over Marks. Cool. Yeah. I got to see those pictures now. <laughs> and everyone's towering over Max, you know. That's got, well, that's he got... scrunched down for the photo. Yeah. Oh. I, he he just was in a permanent kind of hunch over just to like be in the frame with people and to be able to talk to them. <laughs> We've got another film coming out uh, in May, Godzinger. I seen the trailer for this the other day, and it looks really really cool. Yeah, I was pretty skeptical, but the trailer did look pretty neat. I've not seen this, so it looks so much better than the uh, than the ninety. I think it was ninety eight one that they did, one ninety eight with with a uh, Broadwick. And and trouble was with the ninety eight one is the acting was pretty damn good, and the story was okay. It's just that the monster just looked really crap, given the uh, the advances in technology that we had in 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 the late nineties. They could have done a much better job of the monster. Yeah. But, this new version looks really cool. The tra- trailer was good, so I'm I'm kind of curious to see what's that, what's going on there. Um, and so I'm looking at the SFS magazine. It says uh, one one of the bad omens is that uh, Gareth Edwards, um, who's who's uh, directing it, um, is is actually untested with such colossal budget, and you know, and it's asking if the studio could actually hamper his creativity. 
and such. But it's um, it's it's a movie I'm kind of curious about. I I might go and see it. And then we've got X Men: Days of Future Past. I can't wait for this one. Yeah. Yeah. That that that'd be a good one. Uh, I think reason- so far my favorite X Men movie is the First Class. Yeah, I I'm, I I love First Class, and um, you know. We still haven't seen Wolverine yet. No, we've not seen I seen yet. I seen the Wolverine. It was actually quite good. I was actually pleasantly surprised. It's actually an improvement over the over the last one. Yeah. But man, yeah. if you if you look at the 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 uh, first X Men movie and then watch Wolverine, oh man, you, you start you start and look old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know how, long, how much longer he's going to be uh, playing uh, Wolverine, but apparently they they want to sign him up for a couple more movies. So. I don't care how old he starts looking. I'll watch you, Jackman as Wolverine. He is so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He just embodies <laughs> that character. He's so good at it. Mm-hmm. You hear about how they're going to expand Spider-Man, too. They're, they're going to try to make two spinoffs. Yep. But, you know, the Wolverine, getting back to the Wolverine thing, the, my favorite, one of my favorite parts from the X-Men uh, first class is when they <laughs> Wolverine and he goes, fuck off. <laughs> They like walk up to him. They don't even say anything. He just says, "Go fuck yourselves." And they look at each other and then kind of like, "All right then." And then just turn around and walk off. That is the greatest cameo ever on a movie. I swear. <laughs> I love that. But I, I just love that. I just thought X Men First Class was. Um, you know, I agree with it. It's definitely the best. I thought Michael Fassbender as Magneto in his pre-Magneto days was just fantastic. But I, I just think that the uh, the characters in X Men in, in X Men First Class they they, they 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 were written and given so much more depth than the uh, than 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 the uh, characters in in the uh, original yes. in the original sort of, like, trilogy of films. Yeah, they really were. All of them were. You know, that's that's what I liked about it, and um, and and the action as well was really good. Another film we've got coming out is Sin City: A Dame to Die For. Is that really coming out now? For it's sure. Coming- it's, it's actually these are UK dates that I'm reading out here. It's actually scheduled for the 29th of April. Okay. Uh, uh, Mongo overdue sequel to Robert Rodriguez's visually stunning hard-boiled crime crime thriller adapts another series of short stories from Frank Miller's neo noir universe. And um, we actually reported a story at Sci-Fi Pulse a couple of weeks back. They're actually uh, playing with the idea of doing a Sin City TV series. Yeah. Yeah, and The Mist. Mm-hmm. TV series. You know, I actually liked the movie Sin City. I did like that, so I'm 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 excited. I'm gonna want to see this one. Um, you know, me, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna. I'll, I'll mention this movie very quickly, and we'll move on very fast. Transformers: Age of Exit, Age of Extinction. You lost time. me at Transformers. Well, moving on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We've got uh, Magnificent, which is the uh, Walt Disney classic Sleeping Beauty. It's retold uh, from the perspective of, uh, of of Angelina Jolie's Mistress of All Evil, um, and and then it's been it's been done as a gothic style fairy tale uh, fantasy. So that might be interesting. That kind of looks interesting. Um, in, as far as animated sequels go, we have How to Train Your Dragon Two. Mm-hmm. It kind of helps if you've seen the first one. I haven't. We haven't either. So. One I'm really looking forward to. This for me is probably the one you know. It's it's probably up there with Captain America for me. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I thought Rise of the Planet of the Apes was an absolute brilliant movie. That was so 
gut wrenching and heart wrenching and so good. Especially after Tim Burton leaving a massive big skid mark on the uh, Planet of the Apes franchise with a uh, what was that film called now? It was, it was Planet of the Something. It just sort of like a it was um, sort of like um, headed up by Mark. I'm so boring. I want to die. Well, I think they just called that Planet of the Apes. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, sarcastic. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was. It, yeah, that was a terrible, terrible one. Planet of the Goofy Monkeys. It it yeah. was just uh, that was a bad one. Um, the, the only good idea from that film was where where they were actually moving my capes. I thought I was really cool from a style point of view, but the story was just shit. It was. And anything with Mark Wahlberg in, I just can't watch. <laughs> well, I don't have a thing against him. It just was a bad, bad movie. But yeah. Rise of the Planet of the Apes was very good. I mean, I had a hard time getting through the very beginning with just the cruelty that they were, they were doing to these animals. I just looked at Marks and I said, I'm not sure I can sit through this. I mean, it, it's a good movie, but it was just really hard to sit through at the beginning. And Andy Circus as Caesar was just brilliant. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was that was just that was incredible. It was just mesmerizing to watch. Oh, that was an Oscar-winning performance right there, and he, he he was never even nominated. And you know, for me, he should have been nominated for an Oscar for that performance. Yeah, see, but they're not going to consider that kind of acting with that much CGI the same. But they should because they're doing the same stuff. They're doing the same thing. He's doing the same thing that any other actor's doing for their role, only like way more even physical, and I think it's even more intense. I mean, I really think that it needs to have, they need to have more credit for doing what they do because that that was just an amazing, amazing performance. I've seen Circus in a few things where he's out of makeup. He he did a he did a a biopic film about um, I've got I can't remember the about. A, a rock, you know, a pop singer. Well, it wasn't a pop singer, really. It was kind of, kind of like more, 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 um, more so like more towards rock and punk. Uh, Ian Jury, um, who, who had a, who, who had polio, and he did, um, he did this biopic about Ian Jury, and he was absolutely fantastic. Huh. In, oh, of Ian Jury, it was actually a really interesting film. And Ian Jury, Jury, by the way, was a Kind of a, he was a bit of a bastard, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, 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 they didn't shy away from playing that either. Yeah. Um, in obviously, um, the, the public perception of him from point of view of, uh, of, of what, what we've seen, yeah, we've seen a bit of a bad boy with the, with the, so like, with the song that he put, came out, you know, hit me with your rhythm stick, hit me, hit me, and, and all that. And, you know, later on in life, he was doing, he was doing charity work and stuff like that, um, for, you know, to support polio. But they, 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 didn't, they didn't really cover his later life. They covered, you know, his earning life um, as, as he was, sort of like, you know, coming to fame and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But he was a complete bastard. <laughs> a famous person who has a different side to him in the public. I'm shocked. And the circus was uh, actually really, you know, really cool. In that, um, we've got uh, we've got two versions of Hercules coming out next year as well. Because we need two. I was going to say two. Yeah, one one's uh, one's with Dwayne Rock Johnson, and it's based on a on a on a, a comic book adaptation of uh, Hercules. Then that was done by Radical Comics, and um, 
Dwayne Johnson's in Nanas. That's actually been in various stages of productions for quite a long time. I'm surprised it's actually got made and it's due out 8th of August. I like and The Rock. Yeah, well, I should imagine he'd be pretty good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another version, um, I can't remember the name of the actor who's in this other version, but this other version plays it more as Hercules' kind of like gladiator sort mm-hmm. of thing. It's a bit of a romance sort of thing going in it. Oh, wait, I think I saw something about that one. That does look good. Yeah, it looks all right, but it just doesn't look like Hercules to me. No, but it, it, I, it's funny because when I first saw it, commercial for it it didn't occur to me it was hercules i just thought it looked like a cool gladiator film it looks like you could fall into the clash of the titans remake category if you're not careful oh there is no clash of the titans that the original clash of the titans (laughs) yeah i mean i've seen the remakes i've seen the remake of the titans and wrath of the titans and neither of them can hold a can hold a stick to that original no the original is a classic i mean you just just if you think you're going to improve on that, just don't. Just pack it up and go home. You're not going to improve on that. And 17th of October next year, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, my God. Seriously? Yeah, it's a, it's a remake. It's Michael Bay, so, you know. Oh. Uh, okay, it has Michael Bay. Of course it's not going to be good. <laughs> another one we have next year, another one from Marvel staple of films, Guardians of the Galaxy. I am curious about this. Yeah, I'm really curious how that's gonna that's gonna do. We're gonna like it or not. Same here because it's not one of Marvel's most prominent uh, franchises. Yeah. But it's kind of like it's, they're, they're singing it more as a space opera. And knowing that, you know, you got you know you got the cast. Um, you got Zoe Saldana in it. Um, I, I believe uh, Karen Gibbons in it from Doctor Who. Mm. And yeah. uh, quite a few other people um, as well. She shaved that's her head. Right. Yeah, she did shave her head for that. So, so that's going to be uh, that's that's all that's, that that's, beautiful red hair. And you got to keep in mind, Iron Man, except for comic book fans, wasn't that well known either. Right, that that's came true. Out. I think I think Iron Man was a little bit more prominent than Guardians of the Galaxy. A little bit, yeah, but he was. Still but... wasn't wasn't like he is now. Now everybody's like, I love Iron Man, and you know, ten years ago they didn't know who he was. Um, then we've got, um, got Paranormal Activity 5. Meh. Really? <laughs> I mean, you're getting into the fives, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. You know, we've not seen the most recent uh, Hunger Games, but we liked the first one, so I'm yeah, assuming... I was, I was surprised. I was expecting it to be bad, like Twilight or something. Yeah, but... but it was really good. So we haven't seen Catching Fire yet, but I'm sure we're going to love it. I'm 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 waiting for that one to come out on DVD. I enjoyed... We just run out of movie watching time. I swear. I, I enjoyed it, but you know I enjoyed the first one, but it's so like um, I, I kind of pick and choose my battles, and I tend to go for the big movie, the big event movies at cinema and and anything else. I'll just go to DVD. Uh, we've got there. We've got the final Hobbit film coming next year. There and back again. I'm not watching any. I love Lord of the Rings, but. Um, when they made the Hobbit movies, they were horrible. They had the animals that they used. They had like dozens of horses and goats and everything got horrifically mangled and injured and died terribly. And the farm where they were housing them, because they have billions and billions of dollars to spend on this movie, but they, they refused to take even proper care of the animals. And they just like slaughtered dozens of them needlessly while making it. And so I just refused to see any of them. 
Well, I, I didn't actually know that. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's horrible to to read about what they did. To they these killed animals. his enjoyment of the movie. And they and the the Humane Society even came out and said we can't not endorse them because the animals were killed and were tortured, killed, as far as I'm concerned, uh, off site of the actual filming. So mm. so there, you know, the Humane Society wasn't uh, happy about having to say yes, no animals were harmed when, her, you know, dozens of them really were. So I, I refused to watch it, which I was so upset because I was really looking forward to it for like years. And uh, they just they just killed it for me. Yeah, it's, like, um, it's kind of killed it for me now, right? Because I, I, I actually <laughs> seen the first one and really enjoyed it. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, no. So I was upset about that because I really wanted to see it. Go, Julie. I kind of want to go see it. I kind of want to go see it. You're going to make a little kid cry now. (laughs) Okay, no one should be letting little kids listen to our show anyway. (laughs) I kind of want to go see the Nets too because the first one was so good. And uh, I'm I'm a completist. I've got, you know, (laughs) the journey, I've got to see it all. That's true. You know, so my my commiserations to all these animals that were, were so, you know, killed in such a terrible way. Uh, but I got to go see those films. <laughs> yeah, Mark's had to go see those by himself. You know, so it's not that I don't care about the, those animals. It's just that I, I started on the journey and I've got to complete. <laughs> <laughs> he got sucked in. You know, so I, I, I got sucked in. I, I really enjoyed the first film. It's, you know, it's just a shame that, you know, we, we got, got such an event like that. Um, yeah, a lot, I mean, there are, there are quite a few people who boycotted it or boycotting them for that reason. And uh, another film out next year, the new RoboCop. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the fence. I liked the old RoboCop. I like the first one. The first movie for me, the first RoboCop movie for me, is actually one of the best films come out of the '80s. And you know, it's it's very it's very timely and timeless because you watch it now and it's still every bit as relevant as it was then. Probably more more relevant now. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we we we've now got governments in power that are even more right wing than the ones we had back in in power back then. We watched that, and I said, "You can't say they didn't warn us back in the '80s." We had all these movies talking about when corporations take over governments and our countries, and and you know, you can't say we weren't warned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I you know, I seen RoboCop too, and I thought, what went wrong? That's when it started going wrong. <laughs> I didn't even see any past the first. The first RoboCop movie is really interesting. But that said, um, this new version, the guy that's directing um, is is looking to push the social commentary of the film even more. Oh, well, maybe it'll be good then. I've, I've actually read uh, I've read various things about him. This, this, the director is, is actually known for doing films that have a fair bit of social commentary in them. So, Oh, well, maybe it'll be really good then. That kind of gives me hope, and the trainer scene, I, I don't know, I mean, Matt, what's your view of the trainer? Because you've seen the trainer, right? The RoboCop? No, I haven't for the new one. Yeah, has Matt seen it, though? Have you? Yeah, the trailer. You saw the trailer, too. Thought. I don't remember seeing the trailer. Samuel L. Jackson's uh, shooting his mouth off. Well, the whole there might thing. be a newer, newer trailer I haven't seen. I saw the first trailer that came out for it. Huh. For the RoboCop. Okay, remake. now I'm officially interested in seeing this. There've been several. I mean, you got you know, it's got a, got a pretty good cast. I mean, you got Samuel L. Jackson in it, um, who seems to be in everything. <laughs> uh, I think Gary Oldman's in it. Oh, really? 
I, I think he is. I'm not sure. It'd be good uh, to have those two in it. But it has quite a few uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good, uh, pretty strong uh, character actors in it. So, huh. um, cool. Okay, you guys won me over. I'm cur- I'm interested in seeing it. It might be good. You know, I'm sort of like, um, I'm sort of like, uh, I'm a bit like Marx. I'm kind of on the fence. Well, there's, I was. Now you guys talked me into it. I'm, I'm kind of sting on the fence, but there's there's enough going on in it that's got me curious. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, the fact that you've got certain actors that are involved and um, and, and and stuff like that, it's it's kind of got me curious. But that song, like um, that's that's kind of like uh, one of the big remakes coming out next year. I, I'm going to try and go in with an open mind. I mean, I've I've not seen the original RoboCop film in ages. Yeah. We watched so, it not too long ago. So, you know, the fact that I've not seen it in a long time is probably helpful to me keeping an open mind, whereas if I was to go back and revisit the film, I'd probably think, oh, no, they're making another RoboCop movie. No! <laughs> yeah. uh, remakes. I hate remakes. Um, <laughs> you know, to be honest, I, I kind what of... What if we told you Ron Moore was making this RoboCop? <laughs> How would you feel then? I, I'd boycott it. <laughs> Okay, you should at least wait till someone dies before you boycott. <laughs> yeah, and you know, so like, uh, you know, he'd probably give Robocop a robotic penis. You say that like it's a bad thing. Yeah. Cyborgs can't have penises, that we're saying? Well, have you seen almost... I would think it should be mandatory. Have you seen Almost <laughs> Human yet? It's really funny. <laughs> There's a shower scene in Almost Human where, you know, the cop made by Cam Urban, he goes in, he walks in on, it, on his android partner... He was in, in the showers of all these other androids, and they're all completely nude, and they all look like Ken dolls, as in there's no genitalia there. It's really oh. freaky. <laughs> that would be kind of freaky. I seen it, and I thought, oh, my God, that is so freaky. Well, that's just, that's just cruel. I mean, they made this guy. He's got, like, consciousness and free will. And, and he's got no dick. No, no genitalia of any kind. That's just... Yeah. Cruel. No. no wonder he went crazy. Well, yeah. You know, but that is a... Hope you'll be an upgrade. Yeah. There's nothing there. There's an app, so there's an app for that. There's an app for that. <laughs> so they should give Robocop the uh, rabbit upgrade. No. <laughs> Wait, rabbit as in size or as in how often they want to or as in how quick it goes? Mm, you, you, you don't get the uh, significance of the, uh, of the rabbit. Oh. Uh, Oh, oh yeah, no, I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think oh. you may be on the right track. Give <laughs> RoboCop. Ron Moore will give RoboCop one of those. Oh yeah, Ron Moore, yeah. yeah. See, now you're talking me into having Ron Moore do it. <laughs> then, 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 then it will completely disintegrate, and RoboCop will transform into Katie Sackoff. Hey, Robocop should be so lucky as to be Katie Sackhoff. She rocks. <laughs> well, you know, so like, um, arguably, she so like, um, you know, she she was the, she was the reason that Starbuck got lost in castration. Oh no, I really I didn't like what they did with Starbuck character at the end of that. But I mean, that wasn't Katie Sackhoff's fault. She didn't write it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they should have really they they kind of take take took away from it when they killed her off and brought her back again. Yeah, that was that was yeah. the beginning of the end. Yeah. But 
But really just her at the beginning being Starbucks, she was fantastic. I mean, she just really made that role. I mean, I, I really liked her at Starbuck. I just didn't like what they did with the character, um, you know, writing wise. Well, they had to turn somebody into woman because there's too many guys. It's all boys club. Yeah. And, and it, she was good. I'm sorry. I liked her better. They did have female characters in the original Battlestar. But they were all just like, oh, yeah. look, I'm a woman and I'm scantily clad and I'm a damsel in distress and I'm oh, okay, this boy. and I'm that. And it's yeah. Let me finish what I'm going to say here. Uh-huh. You, had a, you, had, you, had, you had a leadership role in Athena in the original <laughs> series that was never developed. It yeah. was never developed. She was just sort of like there as set dressing. They could have bought Athena back in the new series and developed her and, you know, and had oh, her. Yeah. Well, you had, had the president instead. You had Cassiopeia, who's a nurse, and she, you know, yeah, she was scanting most of the time, and you know, but you know, she, she, was, she sort of like went from being a space hooker to a nurse within one episode. What about that very fast character development? But they, they could have bought her back and developed her, and they also had, um, you know, Kane's daughter, who was actually a Viper pilot, and she started off in the original series as really strong until they sort of like ruined it by having having her go all gooey eyed over over Captain Apongo. Mm-hmm. You know, she she they actually started her off as a really strong warrior sort of thing, but then then they sort of completely softened her mm. too quickly to to the point where where it was just sort of like completely unbelievable. I I liked. They the... totally should have the kid with the little robot dog thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I really, I mean, I liked, I liked the new Starbuck, and I thought she was a complex, interesting character. She wasn't just the tough chick. I mean, she was, she was interesting, and she was had layers, and and I thought she was really well done. And I did. Well, all like, those characters had a lot of layers. They and did, stuff. and I really liked the the relationship between her and Apollo um, as the series started off. And um, they had history, but they also were good together. You know, working together and and it just was I I, I really liked what they did there. But um, again, I I didn't like that was one of my major gripes with the the reimagining was that they um they ruined Starbuck there at the end. Yeah, I can I I kind of like Boomer, but that's just because I fancy fancy the actress that played Boomer. <laughs> yeah. Um... Well, she was good too, but I figured she'd fancy her. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I didn't fancy, um, I, did, I didn't fancy the, uh, the, the, the main Cylon chick. Uh, you know what's her name now? Oh yeah. Both, I, you know, a lot of guys fancied her, but I, I just saw like, to me, she was just way too obvious. She, she, yeah, she's just the, the wig and the clothes and the lipstick. It was just, she was too much like a, a human Barbie doll. Yeah, you know, so I didn't do it for me. Um, you know, I, I just kind of like, I kind of like Boomer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to build a woman. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to build a woman, that's what most men would build. Yeah, so I think I'm think I, I think I'm still in the school of thought, you know, of, of building Kevin Brock liking weird science. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just love that film, even to this day, where, where she goes, um, so what do you two dirty, you know, dirty little boys want to do now? <laughs> thing. Um, but you know that that you know that 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 would be the sort of woman I'd build. <laughs> <laughs> um, or you know, you that, mean that... not one that would wipe out the human race? 
Well, that too. Um, but, you know, I, I program it to wipe out specific people within the human race. So I'd, 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 give, I'd give her some parameters. Oh, yeah. Well, that's wise. Um, so you don't want to wipe out everybody. I mean, no. some, some people are actually useful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. This conversation has gotten really disturbing now. <laughs> I blame you entirely. Yes. Mm-hmm. I blame my cat. I'm still pissed at him for scratching me on the middle finger. Oh, where? Don't look at me like that, you horrible demon spawn cat. <laughs> Don't listen oh. to him, Sasha. You're a sweetheart. Um, he's not, actually. He's, he's, um, he's kind of like, he's in that funny position that they get into where they're, they're kind of lying down, but their head's on, and they've got perfect posture, their head's up in the air, but their eyes are closed. So oh, yeah. he, he's, he's either sleeping or catnapping. <laughs> Yeah, they're good uh, at that. Yeah, he, he's doing that. He, he's scoping everything that's going on. But yeah, I, I think, um, is there anything else? Um, any, have we covered all the films? I think yeah. so. I, I think we covered most of them. Yeah. Uh, you know. I was I'm, disappointed in The Purge. I thought that was kind of an eh movie. I mean, it had an interesting message, I suppose, but it was, wasn't was too interesting. Was that about the, uh, the, the anorexic problem that's sweeping through um, all the <laughs> It was totally. You got that right on. Right. In the future. Yeah. It's two hours of bulimia, people throwing up. That's nice. <laughs> no, it was. Um, I did. I didn't watch it. I I heard some of it, and I made them turn the volume down. You know what I think they should they should do they should do a horror film where a group of people just go out for a wild night in the town, have a party, and. Um, and so, like, there's something in the alcohol that changes their DNA or something, and they go around projectile vomiting and disintegrating other people. Yeah. And that'd yeah, be cool. That, that would not be, no. Um, and then the other really bad one, we didn't even get through. This is the end? Yeah, I think, I think this is the end. Yeah, <laughs> we couldn't even finish it. I was just like, do we have to keep watching? It's terrible. Yeah, I wanted to like it. But, I did uh, too. I like all the actors in it. Yeah. It had good moments here and there, but it was... Not enough. It seemed to really drag. Okay, do you guys like Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. Yes, we love Shaun of the Dead. Did you like Hot Fuzz? Yes, we loved Hot Fuzz. Mm -hmm. have, you seen, um, at, have you seen At the World's End yet? Yes, we just saw that. We really like that. Yeah. So, brilliant film. And that's, you know, that's another film that you know I, I wish we'd mentioned earlier. As, yes, as yes, we should have, because that was so good. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's like kind of at the end, it's like at first I'm thinking, wow, they really kind of screwed this up. Then the very, very end kicks in. It is like, oh, OK, that's actually cool. <laughs> I've got to get At the World's End on, on DVD or Blu-ray something, because I've got the others. I've got Hot Fours and I've got Sean and Dad. Oh, I mean, Hot Fuzz was just, I mean, we loved Shaun of the Dead, and then we went and saw Hot Fuzz, and it was just so brilliantly done. It was just, oh, man, we laughed so hard, It was, but it was so good. Yeah, I mean, so like, uh, and Timothy Dalton as a villain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, so like basically they're a trilogy of films. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna get At the World's End on DVD, and my my plan is over New Year is to watch them all together. I'm gonna watch John Dead first, Hot Fuzz, and then then At the World's End because they're, they're part of the same movie trilogy. Mm -hmm. 
And um, I, I'm going to watch them all together to just see if they kind of like link up and make sense, which they don't. No, they really, really don't because they're like playing different characters. And but you know, it's 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 cool. You know, I, I just really enjoyed that film, and you know, I, I should have went to the theater to see it. Yeah, we didn't go to the theater to see. Well, the only one we went to the theater to see was Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I should have gone to the theater to see it because, you know, it, it was that good. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was. Now we know. Anytime they come out with a movie, go see theirs in the theater. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you know the, guy that, the guy that directed and uh, wrote that is uh, working on Ant-Man, so. Oh, oh cool. really? Yes, well, I did guy. not have high hopes for Ant-Man until just now, so now yeah, I do. It's the same director. And you know, same same writer. I don't think he's written the script for Ant Man, but he's directing it. So okay, cool. Well, that'll you know. be good. So and don't think that's out to 2016 or something. But I, I think I think we've actually covered everything. I think I think we I think have. So. <laughs> we, we ended with the end. The, the end, end and at the world's end. Yeah, we we've ended. We're ending the episode quite happy with at the world's end. With the end. Yes, we're at the end, and we're all going to get very very drunk now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Go go on a pub crawl. <laughs> uh, no, I still haven't finished my shot of Jaeger yet. Ah, uh, uh, well, I've got a, I've got several bottles of whiskey on the go. So. Oh. Well, I've so, got bourbon, but bourbon turned on me a few years ago. I haven't really wanted to drink them since. Well, I don't drink bourbon. I drink the proper stuff. I drink scotch. <laughs> I know the proper stuff's bourbon. <laughs> no, bourbon's just a poor imitation of the real oh, scotch. You've not had real bourbon. I've, I've had enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> you probably had bad ones. <laughs> Not all American whiskey is bourbon. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's the end of the, the show. We'd like to wish you all a happy Christmas. and uh, or, a a merry merry Christmas. Christmas. Or, or a merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Or a merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Or a merry uh, New Year. <laughs> and, and, merry, and merry, merry, merry New Year. Uh, with much merriment and, uh, and, and whatever. You know? <laughs> go full. Get drunk. <laughs> Okay. Yay! Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! Happy New Year! Happy Christmas! Merry New Year! Merry Hanukkah! Happy well, Hanukkah's over! Happy Kwanzaa! We offer the world order! <laughs>